go. Hi, this is Dave Crawford, Compromario bass baritone to the stars, and you're listening to one of those stars with the CVH Podcast. Good morning. It's afternoon here, but it's still morning in my brain. This is the CVH Podcast, uh, Monday, June 7th. And uh, thanks for listening. Um, I'm in Paris, finally. Uh, no trouble, no trouble getting here. You know, for all the, for all the um, paperwork that was needed for all the emails and just <laughs> there was this constant back and forth um between agents and uh opera houses uh, in getting all these papers sorted it's just unbelievable how when you finally land in France and need to hand these things to somebody no one cares it's it's um it's really strange uh i had a folder with no fewer than 8 pieces of paper in it and um I, you know, I couldn't even successfully list everything that was in there. Um, uh, to to check in for my international flight, I needed to show a negative COVID test. Nobody cared about anything else. <laughs> and uh, I had um, a government exception. I had a formal invitation. I had a quarantine. There was just endless amounts of papers that, that were required for entry. And... Um, you get here, they look at your COVID test, and the guy couldn't stamp your passport fast enough. It's, it's, um, I've said it again and again. The French have a million rules, and nobody's following them. But the rules are down, just in case you're wondering. Uh, if indeed they need to, uh, pull, pull rank, uh, you will, you will be, um, you'll, you'll have a trouble, you know, have a problem then. But really, they just, <laughs> they just want you to have done it. Nobody, <laughs> nobody cares to prove it. Uh, in the States, we really need you to prove it. Uh, it's so funny. But anyway, I'm here. Um, there is still technically a, a quarantine going on, uh, which will get lifted on Wednesday. So I'm here uh, uh, just um, trying to adjust to the time. Jet lag is never, ever getting easier. And and I'm not sure if it's like I'm 42 and that shouldn't get easier. It should only get harder. Or... Do I forget? <laughs> do I forget from one time to the next how difficult it is? Uh, it's just—it's not just your sleep schedule that's off; it's your eating schedule. And so, what happens for me is, I'll stay up when I land. I'll stay up as long as I can uh, through the day and just try to push on and try to get on the night schedule here. But it, but when you're when you're trying to finally crash out, it's dinner time in the states, and so. That keeps me awake. So even last night, about one o'clock, I had been trying to sleep for hours, uh, and then one in the morning, I got up and just like quit and just ate. Like just, it was just time for dinner, I guess. Uh, and then I did manage to pass out and stay sleeping for eight or nine hours, which was great. Uh, still waking up super slow, but uh, you know, one step closer. It, it, it's amazing. Going the other way, no problem. You just wake up early. You go the other way. You get, you get home at a reasonable hour. You stay up a little bit, and then you're you're you might pass out early, but you'll you wake up early. You know, five o'clock, which is fine. You know, you can start your day at five a.m. Some people actually do that all the time. 
so going that way, it's easy, but this way is a rough, it's a rough transition. And you can see the Americans because they're, they're stand there at 9 a.m. They're all right. They're cool. They're working. They're working. Come 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, they just hit this wall and you see the cloud come over their eyes and it's almost silly to keep working. Although I'm sure we will. Uh, uh, it's, it, it, there just comes a moment and you go, all right, that's it. My, my brain is shut off. I'm here. I'm standing here, but I, <laughs> I'm, I'm no longer actively participating. Uh, this is, um, this is part of it. We, we were having a discussion, you know, we, we've been having these endless meetings, uh, with soloists in the last, I guess it's like two and a half weeks now, just, uh, this constant, uh, dialogue, um, which is which is a lot of it is very helpful some of it's not helpful uh it's it's been it's been mixed you know you have you just have a lot of people with a lot of there's a lot of cooks in this kitchen that's what we'll say that's a nice way to put it uh but something we discussed quite a bit um there's probably a misconception about the reality of an opera singer at at a top tier career and by top tier, I mean international major opera houses, title characters, um, just that that level of career. Something I think most singers go in wanting. Uh, this this is what we signed up for, right? We wanted we wanted big roles and big houses. And so when you're when you're when you get to that moment, uh, or it's hardly like just a moment. It sort of happens over time, but. Um, there's um I think there's a misconception of the realities of that lifestyle, and um, we are compensated well, um, uh, or compensated to um, a level of our satisfaction. Now, what do they pay us for? Uh, they pay us because we're specialists, right? We're not we're not general practitioners. We're surgeons. It's more specialized. We we. We do something very specific, and there's not a ton of people that can replace you. Now, everyone can be replaced. Everybody will be replaced. Uh, but when you are at the top of it and you're specialized, there's only a few people that can replace you. And so um, uh, it's looked upon as if we're all driving Ferraris and living in mansions. And I have to, <laughs> I have to tell you, it's just not the case. Um, uh, we are compensated according to our value within this business in the world. Um, it's specialized. We are specialized. And, and like I said, we can all be replaced. Every last one of us can be replaced and the show will go on. But as a whole, um, uh, the group together, it's, um, it's, it should have more power than it does. Um, and historically, that really hasn't been true. Uh, and, and we've sort of been woken up to that. And I and I and I brought up the point to a, to a conglomeration that perhaps the misconception is um, at least in part um, brought on by ourselves. Uh, the the social media aspect of our lives, something that we've all needed to figure out a path in, um, is conducive to showing off a certain aspect of the lifestyle and and neglects the realities often um uh i uh, most people don't fly business class most people don't fly business class and an even smaller portion 
would ever fly international business class. Um, it's it's um it's a very expensive thing, very very expensive. And and um, there are aspects of this life where you're dressed, you're 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 wearing. You know how many people own multiple tuxedos? How many? <laughs> how many people have dresses made for them? It's it's a very small portion, and so a, a good deal of our life looks very fancy. And and um, I think there's a, a an idea in your head that it's all you know private jets and limousines and and um, uh, endless amounts of cash, but it's just not the reality. Um, it's um, the the amount of money it costs to even do this, even on a conservative level, is shocking. Uh, everybody, everybody spends the money, their money the way they, they need to. Uh, and, and I'm sure every last one of us could, could handle our finances better. Whether you make X amount of dollars or some obscene amount of dollars, everybody could spend their money better. There's no doubt about that. So individual spending, I'm uninterested in. Um, but there are certain things that have to be done. You have to have effectively two mortgages at the same time, wherever your home is. And your road home, which is which at the height of it is ten months out of the year, you're paying a double mortgage. Um, and and you know between the cost of living and the commissions that we pay and the amount of travel that we have to do that is not paid for, uh, you know, by any any one company, um, you're very very lucky to be holding half your money when it's done. Uh, you'd be very lucky. If you're smart, you could hold more. If you're if you're willing to take some serious sacrifices, you, you, there there's more. But sometimes you just can't. Sometimes you roll off a plane, you go right to rehearsal. It's it's hard to do that from a seven hour ride in an uncomfortable seat. And so sometimes that business class seat is is as as important as any part of it. Just to just to uh, maintain the schedule. Um, uh, I think a lot of our social media posts, and I'm I'm sure that I'm guilty of it too. Some are more guilty than others, but there's a there's an emphasis on the good life, and that's not that that's not our fault. That's the fault of social media, which, which in my mind is so curated to show this wonderful, fancy life, and um, it's not exactly the reality. And and so I suggested in this meeting, you know, instead of showing um, my incredible view from my office that day, which is a very very popular thing to do. Uh, maybe I should show the picture of my son crying in the driveway as I leave again. Uh, that would that would you know be based a little bit more in reality of the situation. Yes, I had a fancy seat on the plane, but I also kissed my son goodbye for six weeks. And um, uh, you can't kiss them through FaceTime. Uh, it's it's um, it's there's a cost to this life. There's a cost to this lifestyle, and we've all agreed to pay it. Um, and, and we've agreed to pay it because we believe the compensation is correct. Uh, and Renee, Renee Fleming said it a long time ago, and I don't, this is not a direct quote, but as effectively, they don't pay me to sing. They pay me to be away from my family. And that's really what the money comes down to. Um, and so if we're viewed as overpaid or if we're viewed as the people that can take the brunt of the cuts, um, it's just not the case. Um, most people in an opera house, don't live on the road. Most. I'm, I'm talking administrative, stage. Uh, every group in the opera house, 90% of the people in the building are not living on the road. And uh, the soloists who take um, a fair amount of the risk in this life, 
are living out of bags and living on the road. And so if we're compensated to make up for this very strange lifestyle, so be it. Um, that's my position. Um, I, I lived in studio apartments for a long time. I had many sleepless nights wondering how the fuck I was going to get out of my tiny apartment trying to figure out a way to, to uh, make it to the next level. And, and often those places were very inspiring to me. Those, those small apartments that I lived in and that time where I, didn't, I wasn't sure where the rent was coming from, those moments fired me up to do better, to do more. Uh, they were important to my development for sure. I think the struggle is important. The, the people that miss the struggle don't appreciate what they have. Again, in my humblest of opinions, we have to be so careful these days because we're dealing with a lot of, um, emotions. Um, you know, we, we singers have gigantic egos, but we're also very easily damaged. And so we have to be very careful in our choice of words. Uh, there's a price to this life. There's a price to standing in the footlights. There's a price to having your name on the marquee. Um, and we have agreed to pay that price because we believe the compensation to be correct. We were, there, there's a number at which you will put up with things. Um, and when that gets diminished mid-race, um, it, it becomes very personal. It becomes very emotional. Um, we have agreed to be away from normal life. We have agreed to be away from our children and our spouses and our families, frankly, and, and we've agreed to miss uh, graduations and birthdays and weddings. We, we, have, we have signed on. We have signed on because uh, we believed that the compensation uh, made it worth it. And, and I, I, it's, hard to, it's hard to expand on that. I think it's that simple. I really do think it's that simple. And... and um, too often, I'm pretty sure our own social media interactions end up highlighting the glamorous part of it because that's what looks good, right? That's you're much more likely to put a picture of you in some amazing dress going to some great party because that's way more interesting than the reality of it, which was you probably got ready in a 350 square foot apartment uh, in a bathroom that's in the kitchen, you know, like the, <laughs> that's, that's the reality of that moment. And you, you probably took a, <laughs> you probably shared an Uber over there because, <laughs> you know, it's not, um, you know, the, re the reality of the, of that evening is much different than, than the part that get, gets posted. And that's, and so I think we are to blame a little bit for the misconception of, of the lifestyle. Um, many of us have children and families that we leave and, those are emotional moments. Those are very um, hard times on the family. Every time you leave your children, you know, you get this finite amount of time with your kids. And, and um, they're really only interested in you until they're about 13 or 14. And they get all their friends and girlfriends and boyfriends and they, they have all their own stuff going on. And then, you know, mom and dad aren't nearly as interesting as they used to be. And so these early years, this, this 1 through 12 or so, um, with a kid is where you get your most lasting impression upon them. And, and we are people that are, have to fight to stay in their daily life. We have to, we have to go to great lengths and, and stay up past, uh, way late to, to even be present and on, you know, present through a, through a FaceTime, you know, it's something, um, this is not as glamorous and as beautiful as, as it's thought of, and I, and I share the blame in promoting the good part of it. Uh, it's, not, it's not fun to look at somebody saying, look how hard this is. You know, that, so that, 
the the Facebook and Instagram uh, ideas of what it means to be an opera singer are are just not based in reality. Yes, those moments happen. Yes, you go to a, some crazy party and somebody puts an amazing plate of food in front of you and you drink the most exquisite wine and you meet billionaires and and all that glitzy shit that goes on. Yes, that one hundred percent happens. But there is another side of this. There is there is the other side of getting to this moment, the 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 decade, at least for me, that it took before anybody took me serious, and the decade it took before anybody paid me even a even a, a reasonable amount. Um, that needs to be considered into the current level of compensation. You know, um, a drug company that charges X amount of dollars per pill. Well, that little pill, it didn't cost that much to make that. But the first pill did. Um, the research, the time, the investment, all of that that went into that first one is what you're paying for still. Um, that's the reality of it. And, and I would like to think that we're somewhat in that vein. It's not, it's not a perfect analogy, but it's pretty close. Uh, and that's, um, that's an emotional and personal place to um, start uh, meddling in. And, um, and that's, that's general, that's a general broad stroke of the, of the current situation. And yeah, we're coming out of COVID and it was a rough time, but, um, uh, I'm an investor myself, a very, a very conservative investor. And I saw, uh, a lot of growth during COVID. Um, yes, people were out of work, but the, the stock market was not, um, the stock market was not out of work. And there were significant gains made across many, many sectors. And, um, you know, there were a lot of operating costs, too, that weren't incurred because the doors were closed. Um, you know, we got, we got shut down on a force majeure and the, and the contracts were, were paid out zero. And, and that's fine. That's legally exactly what was supposed to happen. There, you have no legal leg to stand on. Um, that, that was the case. And so you know, it's the reality of the situation. We, we, we took it. Um, and, and, and a lot of, you know, a lot of extent, we expected that there would be some concessions made to get back to work. Um, I think, I think we all came to the table, um, thinking that was going to have to happen too. And so that wasn't a surprise, but, um, uh, it, it got to a point where, um, suddenly you had, a lot of people's attention that that you didn't have before, and and they asked for it before. Um, it, it's not it's not like it's not like our, our union doesn't want us involved. It wants us more involved. Um, but when you're having an international career, you're not in New York. You're, you you can't be available to uh, uh, meetings. You're not even in the time zone. You're not. There's a, there's a lot of reasons why we are um, underrepresented within our own union. It just simply has to do with we're busy. Um, and, and the people that can stay put in New York or the people that are less busy are the ones that can offer their time to these things and don't necessarily uh, represent us um, as, as perfectly as we would all like. And I think they would like, um, but, it's, but it's just not the case. Uh, and so there's, um, there's a lot of moving parts here. And, and it's difficult because everybody's trying to remain... Um, um, respectful and civil, um, but there, there's a lot of factors, and there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Um, it's been interesting to say the least, and and um, you know, I I love to work. I love working at the Met. I I I earned it. I earned it the hard way. 
and I came in uh, with smaller assignments and they grew and and I'm very proud of my of my time there I'm very proud when I walk in the building and, and the people that went there before me and the and the and the things that I get to do now I'm very proud of that and and I and that's not that's not um, egocentric it really is just it's a it's a personal uh, milestone in that I said I want this and then I and then I worked hard to get that thing uh, and so I'm I I have no interest in not singing I want the place to open I want I want the shows up I want the audience I want to get back to the audience because really this is what you know th- these are the people that we need to fight the most for um, they need their show and we need to bring them back in and we need to start this up again and and so we run into a funny place where uh, we understand concessions need to happen and, and we want the doors to open. Uh, and at the same time, we want to make sure that, um, things are being as equitable as possible. And that's, that's really where we land right now. And I, I don't think I've given away any details. These are very, very broad strokes, but it's been nonetheless fascinating, um, uh, from beginning to end. And, and, um, and I'm, I'm proud of our I'm proud of the efforts I've witnessed so far, and I'm proud of the people that have gotten involved. And I do think going forward now, um, there'll be a tremendous amount of involvement uh, with the union from the soloists. Um, you know, it was just, it was something that was going so well before um, that that it was, it, it, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to jump in and take the driver's seat when it, when it really seems to be going good and you don't have the time to, to put in the way they do. And so... Um, you know, there was a breaking point, and I think we found it. Not everybody's with us. Not everybody's on board with any of this. It's it's um, it's it's a it's it's a new thing. Uh, I'm I'm proud of of um, the involvement and the organization things that have happened so far. Very proud, in fact. And uh, we'll see. Today's today we're gonna know some stuff. How boring. How fucking boring was all of that? <laughs> I'm in Paris. Um, if you look out of... I have a... I have a... One, two, three, four, five big windows here. And if you look at a one, at a real specific angle, you can see the very tops of Notre Dame. And so I'm... <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be bragging later today that I have a view of Notre Dame. <laughs> Oh, uh, and then I'll just keep perpetuating this thing that I'm that I think we've gone too far with. Anyway, that's enough out of me. Uh, here in Paris, I love you for listening. CBH podcast Monday, June seventh. Everybody have a great week. Back on Thursday, I'm gonna um, hope to have um, uh, somebody in there by then. We'll see. But, uh, everybody have a great week. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Weightlessness, no gravity Where we somewhere in between I'm a ghost to you, you're a ghost to me Birds have you, sand
Other eyes are shining like the sea for you, the queen of San Louise. I'm a ghost to you, you're a ghost to me, a bird's eye view of San Louis. 